0: If ninja stars were doing a gymnastics routine in your uterus, you'd be cranky too.
1: Hey guys, this is Thinking Out Loud. I'm very happy to introduce our first guest speaker, Daria, a coding enthusiast and feminist to share his thoughts on this topic.
2: Thank you guys for having me here. It's a huge honor.
1: Welcome to an episode about menstruation and society's views on this taboo topic. Viewer discussion is advised. Before we begin to... Catch everyone up. Menstruation, also known as having your period, is when blood and tissue from your uterus comes out of your vagina, and it usually happens every month, lasting three to seven days, varying per person.
0: A woman's reproductive system prepares for a baby every month by releasing an egg and building lining. If the second ingredient to making a baby is not provided, it is all released at the vagina. It usually starts in females between the ages of 12 to 16, It's usually then do girls find out about it, but even men have a responsibility in learning to diminish myths and taboos surrounding the overall topic.
1: And speaking of myths, that's the first thing we're going to start with today. Obviously, this is a very heavy topic. There's a lot to cover, but menstruation myths is a huge thing within society. I think that there's a lot of false information that goes around that really needs to be taught to eliminate all these non-true topics. So let's start with the fact that the pain of a period is just like anything you've experienced.
3: Period pain and cramps can be extremely excruciating, so much so that a lot of the times people need to take a leave from work so they can just curl up in bed and rest and hope that the cramps will subside.
1: And I think a lot of non-menstruators don't understand the severity of the pain that people with periods do go through, right? They dismiss it as something that can be forgotten about while you're doing your day-to-day activities but the reality is that for some people and I know Isha this applies to you because you have really bad cramps but for some people that pain is just not ignorable because it's so so bad.
2: So some of the myths that people who don't menstruate usually think about is that everyone gets PMS and it always manifests as only crankability or irritability like you're always angry you're always irritable there's like you're always sad basically. Then another huge one that I've never heard but I found out recently is that people think that period blood can be held in, like urine, which is just insanely stupid. I don't even know where that originated.
3: Yeah, I know you mentioned how people think that when women are PMSing, they're so extremely cranky and, you know, just always like throwing themselves around all the time. A lot of the time, people think that it's okay to just dismiss our mood swings as just just hormones. But what people need to realize: is that these mood changes are extremely real. And even though it does happen on a monthly basis for most of us, it is not okay to invalidate our feelings. Um, that's just—it's just wrong.
1: And on the topic of PMS, I know one thing that I get a lot is, "You're moody today. Is it that time of the month?" And that's just. Such a weird thing to say because just because I'm moody, you can't constantly think that that's because I'm on my period, right? But I get that from so many guys at school whenever it's just been an off day or anything. Oh
3: my god, same. I can totally relate to that. It never really helps either.
0: You can see it not only on the smaller scale at school, but on a really wide scale of women who lead full-on countries. It's usually that we see male leaders, but what's the excuse for not having a female leaders, oh, females are too moody. They can't run a country. All they're gonna do is start wars. But the only wars that's ever been started has been started by men.
3: <laughs> Women have been labeled as hormonal for a very, very long time now. And what needs to be realized is that our hormones don't constrict us from making executive decisions.
2: If anything, it you're thinking from a different perspective. It's something that you wouldn't usually think of and this can lead to like more important ideas being shown up that like you would never have thought of if you were administrating.
3: Dario, another question we have for you is, uh, what are your thoughts on having a woman in a position of power?
2: I honestly think it's an excellent idea, mainly because many of the technological and scientific breakthroughs that we've had in the past century have come specifically from women. And if they were denied those opportunities, we never would have had them. So if we don't let women into positions of power where their opinions are heard, then we we run the risk of losing out on major advancements to society.
3: Another big myth is that only women get periods. A lot of times transgender men can get their periods, but transgender women might not.
0: Some women stop getting periods at a certain age, which is called menopause. And that is totally normal.
3: Not every woman gets her period and not every person that gets their period is a woman. Another thing that is brought up when talking about periods is that periods are shameful in truth, there is a very long history of embarrassment and shaming that is around the concept of periods. Um, but what needs to be realized is that periods isn't anything out of the ordinary it's a very, very normal thing that women and women and people go through on a monthly basis. And if we stop making periods out to be gross and shameful and dirty, it just maybe wouldn't be a humanitarian crisis.
1: And another myth, which is kind of a more lighthearted topic is that tampons cause loss of virginity, not true. Tampons are a basic sanitary feature to assist in periods. That doesn't mean that it's causing loss of virginity. I think there's a lot more biological science behind that but tampons are a basic necessity. They're not a tool that accomplishes the same thing as sex.
0: But what is something that specifically those who don't menstruate can do to help the women who do menstruate? Daria, is there anything specifically you wish you knew as someone who doesn't have periods?
2: So I know that I would specifically love to learn exactly how to support someone who's going through their monthly cycle because my sister and my, pa- and my parents don't talk to me about this a lot, so I haven't been educated very much on the topic. I need to know exactly what to say and what not to say to like not aggravate them, to like help them stay as cheerful and like help them through it as much as I can.
1: I know a box of chocolates has never done anyone harm. Yeah, I would definitely love some snacks too. <laughs>
0: I agree. And I think just overall accepting that we are human and what we have is something totally biological and normal. If we are not shamed for having periods, and if we are accepted, then I think that'll just be enough help on its own. And of course, the chocolates.
1: And I think the fact that you care is enough to balance out any aggravation or irritation that may occur. So it's that simple action Uh, where the meaning counts yeah
3: and uh like i mentioned before you know invalidating feelings so just another thing like you know making sure that whoever it is knows that their feelings are validated and that their feelings are important and what they're seeing does matter and you don't care about the fact that they're on their period um and you know
1: you still accept what they're saying i think that's a very important thing as well
2: definitely gonna keep that in mind thank you guys
1: (laughs) another question for you as a non-menstruator what just generally is your understanding of periods? Because I know as a girl, I wasn't taught about it that much. So as a non-menstruator, you must have learned about it even less so.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I was never exposed to this topic ever in my life until recently, especially in like grade seven health, because it was a completely different curriculum that they implemented. And that's when I first was introduced to like the topic of this, and I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what is this?
1: Yeah, I know for me, when I was in middle school, I wasn't taught what periods were and my school, which was a private school, just didn't have sex ed. So I didn't actually know what a period was for the longest time until my seventh grade teacher took it upon herself to teach my entire class when the boys were all away at a basketball tournament, which was pretty bad in terms of just curriculum and stuff and while we're speaking about like school there was also an unfair stigma that went around for girls with periods and I'm sure Isha and Sandy you guys experienced the same thing but all throughout my period life I've been unfairly subjected to negative comments regarding regarding my period Um, and whenever I need to go to the washroom to change my pad or whatever I would like never feel comfortable holding it so I would either take my entire backpack which my teachers would question me for or I would just like hide it in my hand um and I think that ties into the topic of there's so many taboos around it and that's another one of the menstruation myths that period blood is dirty blood and just overall when you're on your period you're looked at as impure and that relates to a lot of other countries as well in many cultures, menstruating women aren't allowed to bathe or wash their hair during the first days of period, which is just odd.
2: Yeah, and I remember this year I'm taking world religions in school, so we've learned more about, we've learned Judaism so far, and in that whenever a woman is menstruating, she's not allowed to do prayer, she's not allowed to like, she's not allowed to do many of the things that she would usually do around the house, like she's not allowed to light the menorah, I think, and yeah, there's just a lot that they aren't allowed to do.
0: In some countries, she's not even allowed in her very own kitchen, and sometimes have to sit outside their own house.
3: I know when I was um, like when I was on my periods and when we were in India, um, you weren't allowed to like go in front of God or like go around like you know the puja setup, which is, it is like a religious, it does have a religious aspect to it, but it is also a thing that we used to do on a normal basis, which I couldn't do when I was on my period, so
1: yeah. The ironic thing about that is if you were to accidentally scratch your arm or cut your leg and there was dry blood there, that wouldn't prevent you from going inside the temple. More than 60 college girls in a college in Gujarat were asked to leave their classes, queue up, and remove their underpants to prove that they were not menstruating and this was done to establish charges leveled against the girls that they had entered the temple and kitchen in the premises in violation of the established religious norm and that's so astounding because it's essentially harassment with the intention of figuring out if they're telling the truth about being on their period or not which means that being on your period is such a drastic thing that it leads to that extremity
0: even if you are on your period it really makes it hard for people to actually have access to all the expensive luxury items. Why are hygiene products referred to as luxury products? Because I can assure you, period cramps are no luxury.
1: For the longest time, there was something called the tampon tax, which were used to call attention to tampons and other hygiene feminine products, where they would have sales tax on it, unlike the tax exemption status granted to other products that were considered basic necessities. Even though, like Isha said, tampons, sanitary napkins, menstrual cups, other products, these are basic necessities.
2: And I know when I was researching for this topic that there are so many states itself in the United States that are using the tampon tax still to this day. And that I found out that in the European Union, Germany was one of the leading countries that had highest amount of tax on period products at 19%, which is... Just completely insane. But as of January 1st, 2020, they implemented a new law that lowered their taxes down all the way to 7%, which is just the normal amount for daily necessities. And if Germany can do this, why can't we?
1: Yeah, thankfully we're seeing a lot of progress, both big scale like the Germany example that Daria gave and also small scale. There were menstrual menstruation products weren't available in public places for the longest time, but I'm so happy that my school, Iroquois Ridge, has now implemented period products within washrooms. And so we are starting to see that step in the right direction and hopefully that will continue.
3: Yeah, and meeting the hygiene needs of an adolescent girl is a fundamental issue of human rights, dignity, and public health. And globally, 2.3 billion people live without basic sanitation services.
0: And I know in developed countries, we've really achieved so much in terms of um, period products and sanitary products. But in parts of Africa, India, Southeast Asia, access to menstrual products, especially disposable ones, is highly limited in india alone over 77 percent of menstruating girls and women in india use an old cloth which is often reused that brings in different health issues and possible infections which can be more costly altogether
3: i know something very shocking i came across when we were researching for this podcast was um in india only 12 percent of the menstruators have access to sanitary products which leaves the rest to use unsafe materials like rags and sawdust as alternatives, according to the Indian Ministry of Health.
0: Thankfully, the government of India has also approved a scheme to improve menstrual hygiene for 1.5 million adolescent girls by distributing low-cost sanitary napkins in rural areas. But of course, the fact that girls' knowledge levels and understanding of puberty, menstruation, reproductive health are very low increases the chances of getting an infection or being stigmatized for something so human.
2: Exactly. And many of the stigmas surrounding periods and administration in general come from people who aren't educated on the topic because they're only given a small amount of what's going on. It's basically just like stereotypes where you think that you know the whole truth, but you're only looking at a tiny sliver of what at what's actually going on.
0: Along with just the low-cost sanitary products, we also need to make sure that men and boys actually are educated about this topic.
1: And to end it off, before we wrap up with our main takeaways, we're just going to give all you menstruators out there a few tips and tricks to help you guys out and starting off with always help your fellow girlies and other menstruators out because we are all in this together.
3: Um, one thing I definitely um, have for you guys is to always make sure you have an extra pad or a tampon on you um, because we know that you know periods can be erratic. Just make sure you have an extra one with you in case it randomly happens when you're outside.
0: <laughs> I know one thing one mistake that we've all made is not knowing what's actually happening. When it's the day that you actually get your period for the first time, I know we're all really confused and we never want to be like, oh no, I'm dying. What's happening? That's the worst case scenario. You want to make sure you're not dying.
1: And if you guys are like us and you experience pain and other really bad cramps, Um, Use a heating pad or take a warm bath or just anything hot, like a hot water bottle, and place it on your lower abdomen or lower back. Speaking from experience, it helps a lot.
3: Yeah, another thing that you could do for cramps is try sleeping it off. It's scientifically proven that you're a lot more tired when you're on your period. So sleeping is a good way to rejuvenate.
1: And sleep will also help to alleviate bloating.
0: I hope you guys find these tips really helpful for both menstruators and non-menstruators. Now we'll be sharing our main takeaways with each of you.
1: So my main takeaway for you guys is that by shaming periods, we're creating a culture that looks down on basic biological functions. And hopefully, as we've seen this past year, within the coming years, we'll start to become more and more progressive and this shame will start to go away.
3: One main takeaway I have for all of you listening is that periods are
0: normal. Period, sis. I think the simple solution, or at least the first step, is the overall initiative to learn about periods.
2: Definitely. My main takeaway is that please, please educate yourselves on menstruations that you can help tear down the stigmas around around periods themselves. And taking this initiative also allows you to support people in your life who menstruate.
0: In the Cherokee Nation, menstruating people were considered sacred and powerful. Perhaps we should learn from them. Thanks for listening.